0: Greetings people loved by God, welcome everybody to worship today on this day that we celebrate the epiphany of our Lord. We remember this day the revelation of God to the wise men, to the magi, but uh, we also remember God's revelation through his word to us, to you and to me. Uh, Jesus Christ is our Savior, that he is the Son of God. For those of, us, uh, those of you who are watching or listening on KFUO, uh, you may go to our website, uh, as I usually remind you, it's chapelofthecross.org. You can click on the resources tab and you'll find there a copy of the bulletin for this week so you can follow along as we worship. There's also a a give tab there where you can give your offering to the Lord and his work. Just a few announcements to share with you before we begin worship today. Grief Share, grief support groups begin meeting this upcoming week. Grief Share meets on Tuesdays from 2 to 4 p.m. And that starts this Tuesday, i sorry, January 9th. So see Bill Resnick for more information or you can sign up on the sign-up sheet at the Welcome Center. Our second Saturday's Women's Fellowship group will gather this upcoming Saturday. That's Saturday, January 13th. 930 until 12 noon. All ladies are invited to attend. If you can, please uh, bring a light brunch item to share. That's going to be meeting downstairs in room eight. The 2024 radio broadcast and flower charts are now up and available for you to sign if you would like to purchase flowers or to purchase a, a sponsorship of our KFUO radio broadcast throughout this upcoming year. Those are on the wall across from the bookstore, kind of right near the elevator there. The cost for the flowers and the broadcasts are posted there on the charts. Just a reminder about our special church survey. Uh, Please find time if you can, if you haven't done so already, to fill that survey out. There's a QR code there in the Chapel Weekly. There's a link on our uh, homepage of our website. And there's also paper copies at the Welcome Center. So we ask you, if you wouldn't mind, please filling out that survey before January 14th. So thank you very much for that. And just a couple of service notes, today our gospel reading on this Epiphany uh, Sunday is, uh, is a little different and we will uh, be doing something different from what is printed in your bulletin. We will not stand during the gospel reading as the bulletin says to do and, and as we normally do, so uh, we won't stand for it. Also for the gospel reading, we will move right after the gospel reading into the hymn. There, were, there will not be a response to the gospel as that is printed in your bulletin. So just be aware of those t- couple changes. And we are blessed today to install our Board of Directors and Board of Elders. Uh, That will take place a little later in the service, and we thank God for those men and women who have committed to serve him and his people this upcoming year here in these important positions at Chapel of the Cross. God's blessings to you as we worship together today. We stand and share the peace of our Lord one with another, and after which we will sing our entrance hymn together.
1: the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Almighty God, thick darkness covers the whole earth, and the darkness of sin is on us, your people. We confess that we have often walked in darkness instead of your light. In our thoughts, words, and actions, we have turned away from your face and have broken your commands. You alone, O Lord, invite all nations to come to your light. You beckon those who are broken to find wholeness in the brightness of your rising. Guide us again to the mercy mercy of our Savior, Jesus Christ, that he may dispel the darkness of our sin, sin and renew us in the light of your presence. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God, and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord, who has begun this good work in us, bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O God, by the leading of the star, you made known your only begotten Son to the nations. Lead us who follow your Son by faith to rejoice in the brightness of your eternal kingdom. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated.
2: The Old Testament reading is from the 60th chapter of Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you all assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the arm. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth and the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land. Young camels of Midian and Ephah and all from Sheba will come bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you,
1: God. Our psalm for today is Psalm 72. Endow the king with your justice, O God, the royal son with your righteousness. He will judge your people in righteousness, your afflicted ones with justice. The mountains will bring prosperity to the people, the hills, the fruit of righteousness. He will defend the afflicted among the people and save the children of the needy. He will crush the oppressor. He will endure as long as the sun, as long as the moon, through all generations. He will be like rain falling on a mown field, like showers watering the earth. In his days the righteous will flourish. Prosperity will abound till the moon is no more. He will rule from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. The desert tribes will bow before him and his enemies will lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of distant shores will bring tribute to him. The kings of Sheba and Seba will present him gifts. All kings will bow down to him and all nations will serve him.
2: The second reading is from the third chapter of Ephesians. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles were heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace, given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be known, made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to this eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. This is the word of the Lord.
1: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord.
0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. From Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and they asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends. Well, scripture doesn't tell us their names. There's a tradition that named them Kaspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, but that tradition has no basis in scripture and it's, and it's not likely to be true. One popular legend is, has per- portrayed uh, Kaspar as king of India, Melchior king of Persia, and Balthazar as a king of Arabia. But actually, we don't know where they're from. Just from the east, the Bible says. Does that mean India, or Persia, or Arabia? We don't know. Bible doesn't say. We don't know how many there were. I mean, three gifts suggest three visitors, but maybe that that hymn—that it's one of my favorites to sing—we three kings of Orient are. (laughs) Maybe that's not true at all. And actually, we don't know if they were kings. That biblical word is magus. Magi is the plural form. But what does that mean exactly? Some have suggested magician, wise man, king of some sort. Some even think they were astronomers or even astrologers. We don't even know if they all came together or if they came separately and kind of met up on the way, maybe met up in Jerusalem. We don't know exactly when they showed up. How old was Jesus at this point? Was he, was he just a baby yet? Or had some time elapsed and was he getting to be a toddler now? I mean, that story that we heard today and saw in such a beautiful way, it's such a treasured part of the, the Christmas story depicted in cards and carols and nativity scenes, but we simply don't know a whole lot about It seems there are a whole lot more questions than answers when it comes to those mysterious visitors. But this we do know, and we know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. God wanted them there. God wanted them to be among the first to see his son in human flesh. And he wanted them there so much that he used some pretty extraordinary means to get them there. You know, those angels who had announced Jesus' birth to to Mary and to, to Joseph and then to the shepherds who were out in the fields keeping watch over their flocks by night. God did not call them into service for this. They sat this one out. But God used other means, and just as impressive, I think, put a star in the sky. A star where those magi would see it and then they would follow it all the way to Jerusalem and then on to Bethlehem. Define this one who was born king of the Jews. They were there because God wanted them there. And not just the Magi, but Gentiles, people who are not Jewish. He wanted Jews. And Gentiles. He wanted rich and poor. He wanted kings and peasants and everybody else in between. He wanted them there to worship his son, that son who came to be not only king of the Jews, but also king of everyone. And he wants you there too. And so he has brought you here. What did bring you here? Ever think of that? How, how did God work in your heart and in your life to bring you here to this place? It's probably not a star, right? <laughs> like the Magi. But God used someone or used something to bring you to him. For, for me, as maybe for a lot of you, it was first my parents who brought me to Jesus. Taught me to know him. Taught me to love him. And then it was Sunday school teachers. And then it was fellow church members, grade school teachers, other family members. All of them kind of working together to bring me to Jesus. God uses all kinds of people and all kinds of events to bring us to him. And sometimes even he uses what we might consider as unlikely events or unlikely people. The Apostle Paul says that he himself was one of those unlikely people that God used to bring others to Jesus. Paul, who you remember, hated Christ and hated Christians and hated the church more than anybody did, who couldn't persecute and imprison and kill them fast enough. God used that guy. He used him to bring people to Jesus. Paul, who, as we heard him say today in the epistle, calls himself the very least of all of God's people. But God wanted him. And God brought him. And God used him. And however he did it, God wanted you. And he brought you here as well. And he revealed to you, your Savior, that you too would fall down and worship him and receive his incredible gifts. They are gifts that are much more valuable than, say, gold and incense and myrrh. They are gifts of life and salvation and heaven and eternity with the Savior. But those gifts, they often don't look like much of a gift, do they? So very often they look kind of unremarkable, unimpres- unimpressive, unimportant, kind of insignificant. I mean, after all, what did the Magi see when they entered that house? There was no throne there in that house, no entourage. No princes, no royal court there. There is nothing there in that house to suggest the presence of a king. What they saw was a baby or a toddler that looked just like any other baby or toddler would. Perhaps a child, even poorer than most, and even less likely to be a king. And they could have looked at him and said, What? Who, him? Nah, (laughs) I don't think so. Pardon us, we might be in the wrong house. But they came to Bethlehem and they saw that little boy and they believed. God brought them to Jesus and the word that had been spoken to them gave to them the faith to believe, to believe that yes, this child, yes, him, Yes, he is the one. He is Messiah. He is the Christ. He is God in the flesh. And they fell down. And they worshiped him. How very much the same for us. And the gifts that we receive from him here, they really don't look very kingly or royal or even special, really, do they? Because what do you see when you come here? Baptismal water? Just water? Through which the Spirit's power creates children of God? What do you see? Words. Just words. Words of Scripture that forgive sins. What do you see? This ordinary bread and wine. Bread and wine that truly are the body and blood of Jesus. And they give life and salvation to those who by faith receive it. That? Here? Really? How very often and how easy it is for some to say, oh no, that can't be right. But the word spoken to you and to me gives us the faith to believe it, to fall down and worship that one who comes to us in the waters of baptism, that one who comes to us in the word of Scripture, that one who comes to us in the bread and the wine of the Lord's Supper. So very humbly he comes. Water, bread, wine, words, a baby, so humbly that perhaps sometimes we ignore or we forget or we even turn away from that one who came for us. Kind of like the chief priests and the teachers of the law who knew exactly from Scripture where the Christ was to be born. Did you notice that? They quoted the prophet Micah. But you, Bethlehem, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. They knew it. It's Bethlehem. And yet they did not go to Bethlehem with the Magi, did they? To find that one who was the Messiah and to fall down and worship him. Or maybe like Nathaniel, when Philip told him that he had found the Christ, he had found the Messiah, that his name was Jesus of Nazareth. And remember what Nathanael said to Philip, Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? Or like the disciples who turned, or turned away from Jesus when they heard him teach of the sacrifice that he would make for the life of the world. And they were offended by that. And so the Bible says from that time many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Offended. Offended. Offended at the way God comes to his people. Offended at the way God works. Offended at the way that Jesus does or does not do something. And so we sometimes ignore or forget. Or even turn away from that one who came for us. Isn't that interesting? We, We are so often the offended ones. But we are the people who do not deserve to have God come to us at all. We don't deserve a a star in the sky or a word from our God or the blessing of the sacraments or a love from the Savior. And yet he comes. He comes for you. And he comes for me. He came to destroy our sin and our death with his own death. So he came as a man to die, that we might rise to life again. He came as one who was poor for the poor. He came as one who was lowly for the lowly. He came and became sin for us, for those who sin. He came so that the poor might become rich in grace in him. He came so that the lonely might be exalted in him. He came that, so that sinners would become saints in him. He came so that we foolish, rebellious people would become wise men and women and children in him. And this one that came, who came so humbly and so poor and so lowly, he wants you here with him. He who knows you and everything about you wants to give you his gift of forgiveness, his gift of freedom from shame, his gift of life. He wants to be your strength while you are weak. He wants to bring you hope when everything seems hopeless. He wants to be your confidence when it all looks lost. He wants to be your love in this world filled with hate. And so he says to you through Isaiah the prophet, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. He wants you here. He's brought you here. So come and fall down and worship him. Receive him who comes to you now, who who is the very same one whom the Magi fell down before and worshiped and rejoice in that one who invites you to faith, who invites you to feast with him forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as together we confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed, You'll find that on page eight in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died. Be descended to The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The congregation may be seated. At this time, I ask our board of directors and our board of elders to come forward for their installation. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, St. Paul tells us in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, but the same Lord is served. There are different abilities to perform service, but the same God gives to everyone ability for a particular service. The Spirit's presence is shown in some way in each person for the good of all. You all have been chosen to fill specific positions of responsibility in the congregation. As such, you are to work with me, the minister of word and sacrament, that our life together in Christ may be orderly and pleasing in His sight. You are to see that the services of God's house are held at the proper times in accordance with the order of our church, that the word of God is purely preached and taught according to the Lutheran confessions, that the sacraments of Christ are administered according to His institution, that provision is made for the Christian instruction of young and old, that the erring are admonished, and that discipline is maintained. You are to see that the temporal affairs of the congregation are properly administered and that proper support is provided for the workers of this congregation. You are to assist in caring for the poor and the sick, in cultivating harmony among the members, in promoting the general welfare of the congregation, and in furthering the kingdom of Christ here and throughout the world. While holiness of life and work is the way of all who trust in Christ, it is especially important that you as directors and elders in his church show yourselves by word and example to be patterns of good works and Christian devotion. So in the presence of God and of this congregation, I therefore ask you, do you accept the tasks entrusted to you? And do you promise faithfully to carry out your duties, trusting in the Lord and conforming yourself to his word in accordance with the faith of the Evangelical Lutheran Church? If so, answer, I do. I do. I therefore place you as board of directors and board of elders of Chapel of the Cross Lutheran in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glenn Lackey, Gene Widener, Jonathan Bellman, George Tamazi, Stan Schweedy, Rich Langfeld, Craig Schlickman, Paul Braumeier, Jays the Virgins, David David Stalhut, Jim Crozier, Steve Geis, Gary Tim, Marty Albers, Earl Wendt, John Jordan, Tim Brown, Patrice Skellett, Nancy Subota, and Christy Bamer. The Almighty and most merciful God, our Heavenly Father, enlighten and strengthen you that you may be good and faithful stewards to the glory of his name and for the good of his people. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, heavenly Father, we give thanks that you have raised up these servants for work among your people. We humbly implore you to grant them by your Holy Spirit those gifts which they will need for the faithful carrying out of their tasks, most especially wisdom, strength, and willing hearts. Let your blessing rest on this congregation. Strengthen the faith, quicken the love, and enkindle the zeal of its members, that your name may be glorified, and that here and in all places under heaven the kingdom of your Son may be advanced. We remember with thanksgiving those who have faithfully served your people who now retire from their time of service. And we pray that in the end of days, we, with all your faithful people, may hear the voice of Christ saying, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Go then in the name of our Lord, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of our Lord, for your labor in the Lord is not in vain. The almighty and most merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you. Amen. We thank those who serve us here at Chapel of the Cross.
1: Maybe seated? we stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Light of the world, in your epiphany, you have been revealed as the Savior of the nations. As you drew the Magi to the brightness of your presence, we ask you to draw the people of all nations to saving faith in your name. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Lord, be present with our synodical and district church leaders, as well as all pastors, missionaries, church workers, and all the baptized. We also thank and praise you for those willing to serve you here at Chapel of the Cross on the Board of Directors and the Board of Elders. Strengthen them by your Spirit and bless the work that they do. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Savior King, for the rulers of the world and especially Joe Biden, our president, and Mike Parson, our governor, as well as all legislators and all judges, we pray the gift of your wisdom and a willingness to protect and defend the powerless. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God Almighty, give your healing grace to the sick, the suffering, the dying, and those who mourn. We especially pray for Ashley Mosley, daughter-in-law of Frank and Bessie, as she is in the hospital and Armonaeus Matthews, son of Alicia Harris, as she is in the hospital. Give to them and others who are sick or suffering your great peace and comfort as they rely on your promises. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, accept our humble praise and thanksgiving for the blessings given to our brothers and sisters who rejoice this week. We acknowledge you as the source of all goodness and magnify your name with all the gifts you give. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Savior of the nations, we thank you for the blessed memory of those who have died in the faith, whom you have gathered into your heavenly kingdom. Today we ask your comfort to be given to those who mourn the death of loved ones. Today we especially remember Jared Irby and his family upon the death of his son Caleb Irby early on Saturday. Bless the Irby family with peace even as they grieve. Grant that we all always look to the future with hope and confidence in the reunion that is ours when you transport us to that glorious place that is beyond all tears and sinning. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated as we continue with our offering. Please stand for the offertory. Blessed Lord, you have given us your holy scriptures for our learning. May we so hear them, read, learn, and take them to heart, that being strengthened and comforted by your holy word, we may cling to the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.